the cooking show. I was talking about this in the kitchen with Will Gold at half past five the other morning. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You're listening to Southern Podcast. Sapnin! Sapnin! You are listening to episode 249 featuring myself, Sean Smith, and my good friend, Morgan Richards. Yes, it's me, Morgan Richards, and uh, welcome to the horror show, full of your favourite bad influences, as well as the king and queen of gasoline. Petrol. <laughs> <laughs> I've just realised, right, the intros is basically your awful ever after. Jesus Christ, this week's guests are James and Hannah, or Han and Jim, or, no, I'm not going to keep making nicknames up from, yes, Jim and Hannah of the mighty, mighty hot milk, who have released a fantastic, fantastic record last week, and we are here to celebrate that today. Yeah, I mean, look, if you've listened to this podcast a bunch, you know Hannah and Jim have been on not only so many times we've probably lost count by now, <laughs> but always cause chaos. I'm surprised wow. they'll ever allowed back on this podcast with <laughs> the stuff they tell us <laughs> and the stories uh, they bring out. But they've released their debut studio album, A Call to the Void, on Music for Nations. It is an absolutely belter of a record. So much lovely reception, we thought we need them back on to celebrate it all after racing a trio of EPs and just all the chats we've had from uh, in the past as well. But the literal best Northern Degenerates you will ever know who happen to write catchy versus emotional alternative bangers. I'm just very proud to see them reach this milestone and all the wild antics they've gotten up to in between. Yes, we talk absolute everything and some bollocks some might say it's uh 51 49 split but not me not me we talk everything from ufos introducing here's a good one introducing dave Grohl to a puppet <laughs> can't say we've talked about that before no no falling in and out of love with songs um lars Ulrich gets a mention mark hoppus gets a mention there's talk of drugs we talk about jim's producing and hannah uh, introduces us to a, a different character let's just say that let's just say that um you, you'll find out in, in a little bit 
What's that about dark genitalia? I don't know. Listen, <laughs> listen on to find out. <laughs> Do you know what? Honestly, I know we joke about these two being absolutely mayhem because they <laughs> are. Yeah, they are. <laughs> but in between, they always bring out some lovely sentences and uh, beautiful stories that it just makes it very wholesome, but mad at the same time. And yeah, we, we love them. They're one of our favorite people to ever have on here. So, you know, just listen to this. You laugh. You might question your sanity, but it's a good chat. Yeah, well... Uh- as we've um, done these podcasts, it has made me think about how poor PR people um, <laughs> are trapped with absolute nutters. And it's made me think back to think how much Hayley Connolly must have gone, oh, God, I've got to have Sean talk to Kerrang today or some oh. shit like that. Because uh, absolute fucking chaos. We Yeah, it's mad. Like uh, We started this conversation. I was like, I wonder if we're going to even talk about the album. <laughs> <laughs> we do luckily but. yeah luckily for everyone we fucking did we did but as always chaos but massive massive love to jim and hannah hannah and jim we fucking love crm they've always been fucking absolutely delightful to us if you don't laugh doing this you're dead inside so there you go <laughs> that's the guarantee a sean smith guarantee uh before we get into it just a little reminder Please go and support us. We have our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash sapling. If you've ever laughed at these, and we know you have, honestly, the community in there, uh, it makes it all worthwhile. There's all extra bonuses and everything like that. And you continue to uh, fund this to happen each and every week. So it's worth it. Uh, also, go and give us a follow at Pod on Twitter and Instagram. And let us know the most chaotic moment of this episode. I think that would be uh, very interesting. But without any further ado... Gestry into it. This is Jim and Han of Hot Milk on episode 249 of Sapnin' Podcast. Sapnin'! Sapnin'! Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear, and t shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombus. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Sapnin! 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 
Greetings, Earthlings. <laughs> <laughs> Hannah, nice. I like it. So is this is this the this is the the Joe Rogan podcast, right? We're going to talk about some UAPs, right? That's what uh, we're going to do. One hundred percent. I am <laughs> cool. up for that. Like we just spoke about before we started, I was up all night looking at UFO shit. Oh, you can th- you can think too much, you know. You can think too much. You shouldn't go down staying up all night. But yeah, they are at the bottom of the sea, so I will never be going in the sea ever again. <laughs> I don't think they're off the coast of Benidorm, mate. You're all right. Is it too soon to say that you could probably get a submarine to go have a look? Oh. James, you're a naughty <laughs> boy with that one. James, some billionaires died. Come yeah. on, man. Oh, money's I feel, going. I just feel bad for that kid. You know what? I was at, at Glasgow when that just happened and I was pinging off my tits, but felt so anxious the whole weekend because I felt bad for that kid that just went do- dragged down by his dad. What a shit, man. I just felt so, I feel bad. And I ruined my day now. Thanks. So oh. breathing underwater, that's what that's about, Joe. Yeah, if your dad's a billionaire, um, whatever happens to your dad's family is a uh, fair game, I think. So, uh, yeah, fuck you. Fuck them. Fuck them all. Fuck them all. Anyway, this week's <laughs> guests are Jim and Hannah of Hot Milk. Hey. How are you guys? Hey. I'm, uh, I'm having a well. I'm having a, yeah, I'm all right. Just me haircut. No for me haircut. Didn't charge me. It's great. She was like, happy album release week. Have a free haircut. I was like, Fuck yeah, it's already paying for itself, this album. Who's <laughs> <laughs> it worth it then? Take your hat off. No, because I need to wash it. It's got stuff in it, isn't it? And also, it's a podcast, you dickhead. You can't see me. Have you had the monk cut? Is it just the, the sides? Yeah, I <laughs> have done. This is the top. You told me to do it, and I only listened to you. Yeah, the inverted mohawk, I call that. Yeah, the inverted mohawk. <laughs> just yeah. up the middle of it. Oof. Odds that you do that next. <laughs> no, God, no. God, no. I'm I'm that age now that I think if I do shave my head, it is never coming back. Ooh. you got to look after that candy floss, haven't you? Look after that candy floss. Water touches it, it just dissolves. I've got plenty of hair to give him. If worse comes to worse, it's all good. From your back second crack. Exactly. Match it all together in some weird wig. Oh, oh, that's a yeah, good business. Good. That's how I become a millionaire. No, it's not. Just start no, doing it's that. Not. No? no, no, no. You're not fucking shaving your, so- shaving your shoulders and selling it. <laughs> Fuck that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but anyway, it's so nice to see yes. you guys again. Always a pleasure. <laughs> I mean, it's probably the hundredth bloody time we've done <laughs> something like this. I'm sure you're fed up for seeing our faces by now. But how's things? Very exciting week. The album's coming out. But I'm sure you guys are just getting up to all sorts of Trouble and mayhem and everything behind the scenes as always. Yeah, it's scary. It's a scary week. Scary week. It's, we call this week Scary Week. Welcome to Scary Week, everyone. No, it's um, it feels like I don't know, like we, our debut album. Why has that not happened before this? You know what I mean? It's like really, this is the first one again. Like you know, we didn't expect two years out, and we didn't expect um, no one fucking wanted to sign us for ages. But it, you know, it's just what it is, and I'm glad that we're here now, and I'm glad we've um, glad we built through our trilogy of EPs, uh, and I don't because I don't think we would have been ready actually, like musically and like in terms of Jim who produced it, like he you were a bit shit at the beginning, and you're not that shit now, so it's great. <laughs> I've uh, yeah, I've graduated from shite to uh, not so shite. <laughs> Really selling the quality of this album. <laughs> I, don't know. I like it. I like it. 
Check out the new Hot Milk album. It's fucking dog shit. I can't come in here and just be like, yeah, it's it's the fucking bee's knees, mate. It's the best thing you'll ever heard. Like, I'm sorry, but if we didn't undersell ourselves. Everyone will just rip it from LimeWire, so the quality won't be there, so you won't hear how bad it is mate, anyway. What, what year is it? No one's fucking using LimeWire. I'm on this new thing called Kazaa. Uh, you guys should check out. Kazaa! <laughs> Have you seen that these are still trying to do bits? Are they? Yeah. These are still trying to do bits. Did they survive being sued? I think so. What, by Metallica? I had a, C- I had a CD of Deezer, I think, back in the day. That's a, that'll put it in my, my computer and download Deezer that way. I don't know. I just seem to have it. it was, was it? Or oh, Napster. That's Napster. the one. That's the Metallica oh, yeah. seed. No, is, it not, is it not the same? They're, they're both blue. In my mind, they're both blue. <laughs> so I'm like, that's the same thing. <laughs> must be just color-coded yeah. them. It's just color-coded. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was Napster that uh, Metallica took on. Isn't it mad now, looking back on it? At the time, we were all like, Shut up, you greedy fucker. You want too much money, you robbing bastard. Lars Ulrich, you can't even fucking drum. And now we're all like, oh, I wish you'd listen to Lars Ulrich and fucking got behind him so I could fucking have some money so I could live. Ah. Who would have thought the tennis playing drumming millionaire would have been fucking spot on and we were wrong? Hindsight's a bastard, but here we are. Imagine if it turns out his drumming is actually in time and we're all out of time as well. <laughs> <laughs> Because he came from the bottom of the sea. He came from the bottom of the sea, that man. He drums in a, an aryth- arrhythmia rhythm. Is that right? He's got an irregular heartbeat drumming skill, basically. Pop <laughs> 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 some hands, mate. Down the stairs. I hope he hears this. <laughs> uh. Lars, if you're listening, we love you. And one time I watched you really fuck it at Hacky Sack in Chicago. And I still clapped you. Hacky Sack? You know what? It was that game cornhole. You know that that do what Americans do when they've right, got nothing yeah, else. Yeah. They just fucking throw beanbags in a hole. Really shit at it, Lars Ulrich. Not very good at throwing at all. <laughs> that's good. Good to hear. Good to hear. That's the fucking yeah. That's the behind the scenes content we're looking yeah. for. Oh yeah, there yeah. you go. I just love the fact you're milling around and stuff like that's happening. Well, it's because in Chicago, Lollapalooza, all the dressing rooms are in the guest area, so you can imagine what like horrendous things happen. And there's a free bar, and imagine the guest area being hundreds of people with just the dressing rooms. What like you can walk out just into the guest area, like like that. I think I think the chaos of it was quite cool. But the UK would never. Do you know what I mean? No. Didn't Metallica have Metallica World? I would have thought they would have kept themselves. But this was the day that they weren't headlining. They were just ah, hanging. Okay. They were just hanging out, man. They were just hanging out, throwing fucking beanbags in holes. <laughs> <laughs> the heights of rock and roll, my G. Literally, literally the heights. Well, as we're starting really chaotic and some uh, stories like that, recently I did see um, a random sentence that you have said, so I kind of oh, wanted no. the story behind oh, that. No. That's okay. It's nothing bad, it's nothing bad. Oh, okay. It's just the, the mad combination of words that apparently you told Mark Hoppus to fuck off because he tried to make you soup. <laughs> that was a long time ago. Right, that was okay. like four or five years ago, but... I mean, so James, can I tell the truth on this podcast? I don't know. Because it's going to go out to the people. So they're thinking they're <laughs> I mean, we always say this. I'm surprised we have more. <laughs> do like an hour podcast and I'm surprised you get more than five minutes content out of it. Basically, I was going for, we were at the, remember those simple creatures had a little moment and they were doing bits. Um, we went down to the show, got invited down. There's loads of people there. And I was going through a bit of stuff at the time and I got a bit too carried away with the older 
things that you ingest. Um, and I was shit-faced, basically. And Mark was, um, he was trying to make me drink water. And I was, I would only drink it out of a bowl. And he was trying to take the bowl off me. And I was like, Mark, fuck off, it's soup. And then he was like, okay. But then he invited us to his house about a year later. So he can't really, it didn't, you know, it was fine. Perhaps he had an influx of Campbell's that he'd bought from um, a, sh- a shop he needed to get rid of. And he was like, I know loves fucking soup. No, get I'm hot a Heinz, milk, Heinz only girl. Sorry. Oh, wow. I, I fucking hate soup. <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you eat a drink? <laughs> yeah, you're dead with it. Garlic no, but, bread, garlic bread is not soup. Yeah, but then you don't eat it then. You only eat it with a fucking, like, a uh, it's rogue. All that shit. Like, who drinks tomato juice? Who drink? Who is gazpacho? You what know what? Fuck? I, I can't describe it, but soup is straight. Do you know what I mean? Soup is really straight, and I can't <laughs> describe it why, but it is. Fair enough. Oh, fucking <laughs> hell. Who wants to... <laughs> who wants Don't to give me a drink? fucking soup. Do not give me a soup as a starter. That's just... Go straight to the main. Fuck me. <laughs> I love your hatred. I love it's it. Just, it's pointless. Because what, what happens, what ends up happening is you sit down for a meal and you get given a soup, but you've already got a drink. So you've got two liquids. You become one's really hot, swishy. Cold. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, time for my main. Wait, I'm full of liquid. Yeah. To be fair, you've never, you must have had my, my mum's leek and potato soup. Has she not made you that for you before? No. Sharon's leek and potato soup slams, mate. It's fucking sick. It's got chunks in it, so it's not as liquid easy. Anyway, soup chat's over. Let's move on. <laughs> Why isn't a coffee a soup? Because it's a hot <laughs> drink. He's got a point. It's basically what bean soup. It's bean soup because it's made from a bean. Hang on. I'm Googling what defines soup. What, <laughs> what defines <laughs> soup? Since we're down this rabbit hole, I've had... Um, a joke in the argument with people before about this sentence. So I want your opinion on this. Um, hot chocolate, when it's cold, is just chocolate milkshake. Mm. No, it's just, it's just chocolate by definition. Because <laughs> if it's hot, then it's hot chocolate. So then it's just chocolate. Soup is a liquid dish, typically savoury and made by boiling meat, fish, or vegetables in stock or water. That sounds fucking hanging. It said mainly, it said mainly savory. Mainly so what savory. The, what the fuck is the sweet soup that I've missed out on? What Porridge. the fuck is this? Porridge. Porridge. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Do you not like porridge, do you, James? Can I anything that is like <laughs> minging? Like squishy thick, don't have milk in my cereal because it turns into oh. sweet soup. Yeah, he drinks, he just eats Didn't cereal I... dry, dry with Ooh. the food. Ooh, yeah. nah, that's that's wrong. I disagree with that. He doesn't like hot milk, he doesn't like anything, he doesn't like tea, he doesn't like a cup he of tea. He doesn't like cold milk, yeah. He, do, he doesn't do milk. I don't like cold milk. I just feel like if the cereal was meant to be <laughs> squishy, someone would have chewed it up spat it back out in the box and sent it out <laughs> and that would be cereal what do you like james oh not a lot mezcal. i'm gonna be such a good I, I like, grumpy I like old mezcal. man 
He, he recently like did. Um, tell him about your allergy test that you did. Ooh. This is really, really great content. Oh, it is. <laughs> um, yeah. So you snip a bit of your hair off and you send it off and it tells you, like, it goes through, like, metal metals that I'm allergic to. E-numbers. Because, like, I'm going to fucking sit and read through every E-number. Um, but I found out I'm I'm allergic to dairy. Fair enough. Being in a fucking dairy band. Edamame beans. Oh, uh, get it. Tequila and beer. <gasps> Sad state of affairs, really. You've drunk them before. What was the adverse reaction? <laughs> Did you get an adverse reaction or could this thing be lying? I turn into Kirby. I turn into fucking Kirby. I just swell. Yeah, he gets like a really sore tummy and goes, oh, honey, my tummy hurts. And I'm like, you've drunk a beer. What did you expect? And he'll, uh, before he drinks, I go, are you sure you want to do that? You're going to complain. And he'll go, I, just, I want it. I deserve it. I need a beer. I need a beer. And then like 10 minutes later, oh, my tummy hurts. Honey, my tummy hurts. He expects me to sort his tummy out for him. And I'm like, "Why? what am I going to do? I'm not magic. Hannah hates magicians. Hannah hates magicians. I fucking this is hate a podcast magicians. of things we hate. <laughs> <laughs> hey, go for it. Get it. Get it out there. Get it right. out there. Yeah, magicians, on. right? Magicians. Just fucking liars, aren't they? Just liars. <laughs> Just tricky, tricky liars. Like, no, there, there is no magic. It doesn't exist. Stop lying. And they're, they're always a bit... They've always got about something about them that's a bit weird. You've never met a normal like lad that's just a fucking like that is a magician. They've always got a little bit of something going else on, and I'm just like, just go away. Like saying that, wouldn't you want to go to that that place in LA? Magic Castle. Magic Castle. Yes. 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 I want to go to Magic Castle, and for that, I will quash my hatred of magicians. But I want, I want the cocktails. They look nice. Yeah. Think how many socially awkward magicians must be in that Magic Castle serving people. Oh, exactly. Imagine oh. the terror that we could cause. Imagine the terror. Oh. Oh, it would just be him. like people going up to each other instead of being like, hey, what's your name? It would be like, hey, rabbit. Oh, I could take Jingle. Oh, God. <laughs> I hate Jingle. <laughs> jingle? <laughs> Fucking Jingle. What's Jingle? Cat? No. It's an uh... evil puppet. It's an evil puppet. <laughs> He's not evil. He's not evil. Oh, my God. God, I guessed right. <gasps> oh my God. <laughs> is it? It's is my horrible. best mate. Is your best mate? I took him to Glastonbury with me and he made so many mates because I was so spangled I couldn't talk. So it just became my conduit of communication. <laughs> <laughs> and also at Glastonbury, you get lost. Not to be the person who goes on about Glastonbury all year round, but it is like home. Um, you know, because people have flags. I stuck the puppet in the air and all my mates just followed Jingle and Jingle was the king. But um, I love I'd him. I'd say Jingle's more of a jester. No, he's a king. <laughs> in my world, he's king. Nice. Well, I wasn't expecting... I was definitely <laughs> never <laughs> expecting to see a terrifying hand puppet today. So that was new. I think I, I think it's the first puppet on the podcast, to be honest. Oh, so, you oh. know what? Puppet right. Puppet right. I'm, I want to in, increase visibility for puppets worldwide. I don't want to say to that. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, no, but I, I just love how unapologetically you, you guys are. And that must be great when being in this industry for so long and seeing... That's a really good way of saying idiots. <laughs> 
No, come on. We love the chaos. You know that. But I'm sure there's people in the industry that don't know where, how to take you sometimes. It's either very refreshing for them or they're just thinking, what the fuck are these two on? It's because they've not really realised that this isn't real life yet. Do you know what I mean? It's supposed to be about music. It's supposed to be about having a nice time. But unfortunately, when you're in your early days of being in a band, it's still really cool. It's still like, oh, I've got access to this. I can go here. It's like, get a grip. Guess what? You're going to be poor and you're going to have no money and you're going to die. So it's just like, just get a puppet in it. Just have a nice time. And like, we always just say the more the merrier. We have an open door policy. Like, we all just, we want to play a good gig. We want to write good music. We want to connect to some people. We want to just fucking have a party, man. And like, that's my dream is just be a big host. Just love being a host. That was beautiful, right? It was beautifully Thanks. said, but the constant little ringing of, a, of a, <laughs> a bells, right? No, was this, fucking is, this genius. is me tracking Hannah. She wears so much <laughs> fucking jewellery. I listen to her vocal takes after and it's just like, just one after ching, 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 ching. It's like fucking tracking a knight. I was about to say, Hannah, take the armor off before you go into the booth. Shink, 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 shink. Fucking hell, percussion heavy, this song. I was going to say, I can imagine someone really listening on good headphones and be like, oh, there's extra percussions. They've tried to sneak in in these little bars. Yeah, playing like Lars all out of time. somebody's going to listen to this episode and go do they record this on Christmas time I can hear uh, reindeer bells (laughs) I'm like no no it's Hannah's puppet it's Hannah's puppet yeah for the photo at the end now for the photo at the end we're going to have to have uh, jingle in shot definitely so um, please keep them there why am I talking like they're a real person please keep them there whoa whoa. he's he's a lot of people's boyfriends a lot of people's. Mm. Yeah, he's two-timing yeah. little shit is what he is, but, you know, he's a, he's a lot of people's boyfriends, that boy. Hannah, after slagging off magicians... Yes. You've just outed yourself as um, this weird puppet master, which is, <laughs> yes. uh, to me, on a level with magicians now. No, no, I'm not, I'm not lying. <laughs> no, I'm you not are lying. lying. No, no. Yeah, well, you are, because that's... Oh, how do I break this to you? It's not a real person, is it? Whoa. It's my psychotic break. It's my psychotic break. Thank you very much. <laughs> and I'll be allowed to have my psychotic break in public. So when I do finally go down and get put away, people are like, how did you not see it coming? And it's all your fault. We, we hadn't... We, we saw Dave Grohl at fucking <laughs> Glastonbury. And he, he came over and he was like, oh, nice to see you guys. How are you? I start having a normal conversation. Hannah comes over and goes, why haven't you greeted Jingle? Why haven't you greeted Jingle? And Dave's just like, who the fuck is Jingle? No, he went, he went, he went, what's what's up, Jingle? And then immediately walked off mid-sentence because he was just like, you are fucking weird. (laughs) That's fucking brilliant. Um, oh. Oh. What, what you got to think is, right, the amount of people who probably spotted him at Glastonbury and gave him all these like, oh my God, amazing compliments and like really fangirling out about it. And you've just gone right p- puppet to the face. <laughs> oh, you talk to this <laughs> bastard. <laughs> yeah. I, um, I forget something, Dave. He was like, what? You're not said hello to Jingle, have you? <laughs> Me? 
<laughs> I just think it's it's just all fun and games, isn't it? It doesn't have to be like, yeah, good to see you, mate. Good to see you. Um, no. oh, great, great set. You know, it's like obviously it's a great set, and obviously it was amazing because it, I cried my eyes out. But it's like, you know what? For the bit, for the jingle bit, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have. And also, I was at Glastonbury. Let me, let me have a day off. Right, enough Glastonbury talk. Yeah, sorry, Let's put sorry. that bad. <laughs> Let's play it next year instead of just going and being a dickhead. Yeah. I had to put James... Oh, God, I won't tell that story. That's too far. But anyway. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. James was shit-faced on the Sunday night. and I, I, had to I was someone. not shit-faced. You were. I was you were. I had to go up to... I had to go to Blossoms. We're like, you take James back to Manchester with you? <laughs> <laughs> I was just enjoying Queens of the Stone Age, all right? Mm-hmm. I've wanted to see them for fucking years, and I finally got to see them. So, yeah. fuck you for for calling me out for being too pissed. I was just having fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I hope one day that we get Dave Grohl on this podcast so I can ask him about jingles. Um, <laughs> because when you think about it, right, Dave Grohl, he has met some absolutely um, wild people, like literally... Yeah crazy like he was in a band with some meth heads you know that type of thing was um but surely jingles has got to be a new level of um loveliness i'll go for not madness but um yeah he's got to be yeah i wonder when the last time before you dave grow was greeted by a puppet yeah exactly and i think sometimes when you get to that level things must get pretty boring do you know what i mean like the same day over and over again, the same kind of conversations that are all kind of like surface level. I mean, even we're getting to that point with some people. You know what I mean? And no, I'm not like, getting to that point because I'm stuck with you. Every day is a <laughs> fucking new day. Well, that's the thing. You've got to have someone that mixes it up a bit and keeps it exciting. And like, just, you know, I'm just, you know, I'm doing a service, really. <laughs> <laughs> keeping everyone entertained, keeping everyone on their well, toes. You know, exactly. the class, the class clown forever. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's the best way to be. And I'm sure Sean's grinning uh, at that as well. But, you know. Yes. Oh, well, yeah. Shall we talk about our album or something? We should. Right, we should no, probably get yeah. in, into that, I, I guess. I mean, you know, it's yeah. a big deal. Right. I'll go first. I'll go, I'll go first, then, Morg. Oh. Any good to her? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nah. pretty good. It's pretty good. I think it's pretty good. I think there's some great, great songs on there. I think they're the best songs we've ever done. So does that make feel like it's a good album. Does that make it good? Well, if the other songs are shite, then... <laughs> no, no, I think we're just... We're quite we're quietly confident. Um, I don't want to be like... You know, we wrote it because it needed to be written. It wasn't really like... We're, we're writing an album now. It was kind of just like... It's honestly the rawest and most real thing that we've ever done with our lives. It's our life's work so far. And I think it is just... It is what it is. It's just a, a conduit from our brains and hearts. And... If people like it, then that's up to them, isn't it? We don't hate it yet, which is a big thing for us, because we go out of love of our songs pretty quickly, pretty frequently. But the fact that like we're still we're still able to listen to these without like cringing or just thinking like, oh fucking skip this is you know, says quite a lot for the songs. And I don't know, I feel like you get you get like two births of a song. You get a birth where it comes out on the studio version. And then again, when you play it live and the fact that currently we're starting to look towards November where we're playing all these brand new songs for the first time is like super exciting. And they're kind of getting like a bit of changes here and there 
So it, it is, I'm really excited about it. I'm probably the most excited I've been in hot milk thus far about a yeah. release. I think for it, it's because as well, I just think that, that like musically we've really challenged ourselves and I think that we've really, you know, outdone ourselves and I think we've done some really kind of, you know, music musical stuff that, you know, is kind of actually good. <laughs> like, I just think so, when we were writing, it was like, oh, look at us putting a key change in a song. Who do we think mm. we are? You know, I felt like I might be a musician. You know what I mean? It was, um, I'm doing the music. I'm doing the music. <laughs> Yeah, James always goes to me when we do something good in the studio. He turns and goes, "I'm producer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a producer." I was like, "You're a producer." We're like, "Oh, you're such a producer right now." Like, I don't know. Just think, we did some good stuff that we're really proud of, and that's not to say that we've. This is the best thing we'll ever ever do. Like, I feel like we've we've still got loads of growing, and there's always room for improvement. But I think in terms of realness and getting out the the pain from my head and heart that it was like the closest I've ever come to representing how I feel in music. Well, that's the thing. And you mentioned there being kind of separation between some of the older songs and falling out of love of them quite quick. I mean, is that just because you are all constantly growing up and you're trying different things in music or do you see the past material as like a snapshot of, of certain chapters of your life? I mean, how would you like, explain that relationship between being excited about a song and mm. then falling out of love with it maybe slightly a little bit later well it's not all songs is it jim no i feel like this is kind of the most like on the pulse we've been with like in terms of having a song when we've written it and it's still being current now like but if you look back like a lot of the songs we had in the locker or you know we've been sat on for like a long time so it wasn't really relevant by the time you know you're always looking ahead to the next thing as musicians like constantly putting out old material so with this you know being really finished in january it's all kind of still fresh like it's still the most the most reactive that there's been but i will say about like not liking older songs or whatever it's not that i don't like them it's that maybe when we wrote them like when we wrote the day we wrote it wasn't like a good day so I associate that song sometimes with being in a bad state of mind or maybe I didn't like the way that it came out live it's not just I don't like it for one reason sometimes it can be like just I just remember the day we wrote that song and I was in a bad mood that day and so every time I play that song it puts me back into that state of mind so I don't like playing it so it's like there's loads of different reasons why like I fall out of love with the song that's not to say that I ever want the fans not to like the song like obviously that makes it better the more people that like a song that i don't like that makes me like it more so you know it's just one of those i'm quite um like what's the word emotive about everything like i have an opinion about everything i either love or hate things i'm like don't like that don't like that you know but then i next day i can be like oh i love that now you know i don't know how i'm gonna feel i'm so up and down i'm so unpredictable as a person so but no, it's good to hear that you um, still like this record while you've been living with it, especially Jim, with you producing it as well. Like you must be, you must have at one point got sick of like listening to the drums and like fucking just going over it. And yeah, how was that for you producing it? I can't remember who it was, but um, I remember someone saying that like when you're going through producing a record, it's sometimes quite fun just to change the key of songs or like just put Dead in mouse. new bits. Was it Dead Mouse? Yeah, mm -hmm. I think it was actually. And I, I did that a little bit to kind of keep me sane. I like I, when I was, I don't know, editing 
vocals. Maybe I just move, you know, change the key of the instruments. I don't know. It, it was fucking stressful because I've never had to deal with that much work in a short period of time ever. But, um, I don't know. It's quite easy to say now it's all fucking done, isn't it? But back then I was probably like, oh, I'm fucking sick of this shit. <laughs> <laughs> you were. So, uh, I'm going to say, yeah, I had loads of fun and I can't wait to do the next one. Nice. <laughs> well, well, will you be taking on, um, will you be taking on offers from other bands to produce work now? 100%. Yeah. I like, I like, and that's, you know, me working with other bands, but that's also in terms of like, I love collaborating with people. Like it brings, it opens doors to kind of like new territories that you might not have explored on your own or you, you learn new tips. You, you, you every day is a school day when you write with other people or like collaborate with other people. So I, I fucking love it. But that's, that's something that me and Han have, have spoken about for a while is kind of working as songwriters for other people because we get to do some cool shit. We love like all kinds of music. So it'd be really, really cool to kind of explore other territories and, you know, good top liner and lyricist. So I feel like it would be a good little combo. Yeah. If you had, if you had any chances with that yet, if you had any gateways to just focus on other people's music. Um, producing wise, I've kind of done a, a little bit here and there. And I've done some kind of like rights for syncs and stuff like that. But in terms of bands, we've not really had, we've not only really had time because we've been so focused on like getting our shit sorted. Jim's been doing a lot of uh, scoring for independent films recently. Um, mm. Scores have been really, really cool that you've, been, that you've come out with. Um, it's so funny watching him talk at this premiere of this film to these people. He was, so he had a suit on. He was like, well, the score sound was just, you know, he's got to feel the, got to feel the visual. And I was just like, mate, who are you? <laughs> <laughs> but for real, he's super talented. And he's one of, James is one of those really annoying people that just can do everything. He's just annoying. Bastard. Yeah. Oh, absolute mm. fuckers. Like. Um, indeed. Imagine if he just left. No. Imagine if he just went, oh, is it? Bang. Out. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> But I, I feel like throughout like the whole process of the band, like you two always joke about loving and hating each other and everything in between. But is there things you've learned about one another that maybe surprised you or little things maybe you don't like, especially throughout this album or just the last couple of years in particular? What don't you like about me, Jane? <laughs> hey, we're not th- we've done that bit of the, the podcast <laughs> that we don't like. Oh, yeah. um, I don't like how super you are. Um, Aww. I don't know. I feel like we, it's not like a, Oh, I didn't know that about you. Like we've known each other and we've been in each other's pockets for so long now. It's not really like about learning about each other. It's more about like the experiences that go up, you know, with, that we, we, ex- you know, experience together or separately or whatever. And then bringing that into the band. So that's been quite interesting. It's kind of like, I guess with this album, it's been about how we've dealt with like the pressures of being in a band, um, you know, financial implications, the constant touring, the, the, the downtime, the, the highs, the lows, everything in between. And like how we've kind of like dealt with it both as a band and as individuals. So I think like that for me has been kind of interesting, especially with like, the necessity of having this album 
well, having to do this album and having to make it good, I think has been a a big whirlwind, hasn't it, Anne? Yeah, it's been a, a bit of a bad one, but they got each other, I guess. And we had each other before Hot Milk, and I'm sure we'll have each other afterwards as well. So it's one of them that, like, not that I want Hot Milk to ever end, but I think in terms of knowing each other, like, we did five or six years of knowing each other before we started writing music together. So I think we kind of seen each other's insides at this point. <laughs> <laughs> each other's soup. Yeah, each other's soup. Aww. Aww. <laughs> That's great. Check, check yeah. out how you how you will. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like me and Morgan. Oh no. Oh. Well, share your soup. Share your soup with him, Morgan. Share your soup of uh, if we all combined our soup together, can we sell it? We might make some Whoa, money. No. Whoa, no, this is. <laughs> we might start. We might start a new race if we do that. Some primordial soup vibe. <laughs> Would people buy it though? That's what I'm asking. I don't know. Like, I'm sure sure it not, for, not our fucking sec. Yeah, not our portion of it, Mog. They as maybe. Nobody fucking wants. I don't know what our soup is. I feel sick thinking about whatever it might be. Let's stop now, please. I feel like a ready, it's, steady cook thing. Everyone brings the uh, ingredients, and we see what we come up with. Oh God, like. I choose. I choose glitter and toes. <laughs> right, I'm going to come with hot chocolate and cold chocolate to the same oh. place. <laughs> right, uh, yeah, let's move on. Quick, move on. Go. Move I, on, yeah. I'm not sure. I'm not sure where you really go from that. No, no. Well, this is podcast, isn't it? It's fucking. It goes crazy, especially with you guys. But can you I just wanna... call this podcast soup? <laughs> like Super this in. episode soup. Super in. Super in. What's soup in? Here you go, there's the intro. Suplin! There's a merch idea as well. Uh, Suplin, here we go. Uh, oh, um, nice. But I, <laughs> I don't want to dive too much into certain songs and, and, and what they're about with this podcast because I always feel like, you know, songs are up for interpretation and things like that. But with Breathing Underwater, I've seen the both of you talk about how hard this was to kind of write and recording to a, a big moment in particular. It, why do you think that was compared to any other songs was it just kind of like at certain topics behind the scenes or struggles in the past or like or was it just a, a breakthrough moment with this song where you thought oh i can open up a little bit more i actually think it was the easiest one to write ironically it, it, it was the first song we wrote i was in pieces i was crying on a sofa the first day we'd done three months touring was in LA and we were like, okay, we're starting the album now. And I was like, oh, what is, like, I want to go to my mum. Like, I'm fucking tired. I hadn't eaten properly. I was like, literally so tired. Um, and then so, you know, we were working with this, this other guy, good Zach. And we was just like, well, why don't you just write about that? Like, how are you feeling? And then it just all came out like really quickly. Uh, I remember like sitting on a little swivelly chair, like I'm sitting on right now and just swirling around and writing and just coming up with the verses and then we track them in and I can't really remember like how we did the choruses and stuff, but I think it was that quick that it just happened. But I think the thing that took a while was how we were going to do that key change. That we, that was a bit that took Fucking a while. Hell. Yeah. We, I think over there we ended up writing we the did verses and the chorus. Yeah. Yeah. And then we came, Oh no. Yeah. It was first verse chorus. And then we came back and the amount of fucking Jesus Christ, the amount of things you've got to do to make a key change to work. Cause you can go like anywhere with it. We were like, mm, that one, no, that one, no. 
trumpet in. No. Uh, oh, God, like, it was exhausting. And do, and do, we go, do we go up a whole step? Do we go up two steps? Do we go up the half step? Do we go down? I don't, it's just like so hard to try and get it. We, we, we came up with it again, like, in uh, we always bring everything back to our shipping container in Manchester. No matter where we write in the world, we always bring it back and finish it in the shipping container. Uh, and I remember sat there with a little fucking like tiny heater on in the middle of winter, it's freezing our tits off. And then we were like, and we're like, there it is! Yes! Let's get Deliveroo to celebrate! (laughs) I can finally eat! I haven't eaten since LA when we started writing this song. Yeah, yeah. just like like bones and flesh coming off me, like, we've done it, James! We've done it! You know, it was was a good moment, but yeah, that was a song that lyrically was easy to write. In terms of the the chords, I think we just, we we wanted it to be 3-4, we wanted it to be a waltz, we wanted it to be like emotive, we wanted to do something that we'd never really done before. Um, I, I think early on it was it was my fav- one of my favourites. It was that and Blood, Bloodstream were my two favourites that we came that we came out with. Well, when you when you were talking about writing on the uh, on the swivel chair, do you mean the whole verse, as in the melody and the lyrics, came to you, or did you have the melody first, or did you just have lyrics first? I think we were kind of just like humming some bits, and I kind of just go and try and work out where. The, the the phonetically we're, we're going with it and then I kind of apply I guess any kind of meanings to it after that and then it, one word sparks a whole flurry of different mind palace openings and I kind of start diving into a vortex of feeling then um, but usually we just start with you know just like saying bits and bobs out loud that don't really make sense and then you kind of you know mold them in it's like going into a pottery class isn't it? And you just kind of mold it into something that kind of resembles the thing that you're feeling at the time. And it's just throwing stuff at a wall and seeing what feels right. Isn't it really writing? Uh, yeah. I think, you know, when we sat, sat there with the, the three of us, we were just literally like, it was like one of those where someone would say something that sparked someone else off, then it would go back to someone else. And it, it was just like one of those where those four, like we did four songs, we did Bloodstream, Part of My Deathbed, Breathe Underwater and Horror Show in three, in three days. And it was one of those where we, we, the first day was just us really fucking about, like, oh, I don't know what to do. And then those next two days, it was just like, here we go, songs. When we're writing out there with, uh, with Zach, he goes like, Hannah, lyrics now. And you just go, okay, this is what I have. Uh, it's like, it's just so, so quickly. But I like that fastness because it doesn't allow me to overthink too much. It just kind of lets me have a con- immediate conduit for my brain. You know what I mean? It's not like, oh, I don't know whether I should say this. I don't know if this is how I feel. It's just like, there is no time. This is how you must feel. And I like that. Yeah, my, my worry would be if he turned to me and went like, show lyrics now, I just go, um, today is going to be the day that they're going to throw it back to you. <laughs> like, don't but get I know you should somehow. <laughs> yeah, don't get me wrong. Like All year round, I have like my notes app. I have it full of like stuff and things to call upon if the brain goes blank, but with breathing underwater, that was so off the cuff and so off the heart that it didn't really need to delve into me notepads. It was just, how do you feel? And that's why I like that song so much. I'm the same with my notes. Mine is just full of um, sentences I find funny that I somehow want to turn into <laughs> lyrics. Go on then, read us some. Can't, we're on my phone. This is my, like... Good save, good save. (laughs) Yeah, I've got nothing funny. Come on, man, come on. We started inventing uh, new tongue twisters on tour, didn't we, Jim? Do you remember? We did, yeah. Or or, (laughs) tongue twisters. It was like riddles and... Limericks. Limericks. There once was a name called... (laughs) There once was a man from Mansfield. (laughs) 
that wanted to see how this dad something. I don't know. It was something about how dad having a, having a brown cock. Why not all dads have brown cock? <laughs> Do you know what? Yeah, somebody asked somebody else I knew the other day. He's like, um, when do men's willies start changing colours? And I was like, <laughs> what? And they were like, yeah, they get darker. And I went, I'm pro- I had a look at mine and I went, yeah. It, how, <laughs> how's that? What's, go- <laughs> what's going on here? Is it, um, yeah, it's like the opposite of tanning. Like, it's you like think a, because it's, it's like not out in the sun. Egg. <laughs> oh, egg. Oh, dear. <laughs> Jesus Christ. T-stained egg. Soy sauce, soy sauce cock. Why did my stomach just rumble? <laughs> <laughs> you, you fancy some man soup. You're looking for some man soup. Wait, I've got to write down, because I take notes of what we talk about, i got to write down brown cock. So, there you go. That's new. That's another thing. We've never had a puppet, and we've never talked about brown cocks before. But here we are. I'm so worried, slash confused, slash, yeah, I don't even know anymore. What is... Don't be worried, Morgan. It'll happen to you before you know it. Um, yeah, well, that's, <laughs> yeah. That's, that's something to look forward to, if anything, I guess. I don't yeah, know. What, exactly. yeah. what, having a brown cock? <laughs> if it grows, like, yeah. I'm up for it fucking growing and getting browner. What, but don't just get... <laughs> what, whatever. Yeah, if it... Oh, if it's going to make you happy, yeah, you can have a bigger cock. Yeah, whatever. I'm up for it. I'll have a look at it. Kiss it up. Get it up, Morg. <laughs> It's not that kind of podcast. You can't go there, man. Oh, wow, wow. After anyway. Then, after. We'll do it after. <laughs> uh, is, with, brown, with... is brown, sorry, is brown badger thing before we move on? Oh. Um, <laughs> I mean. But you carry on. I'm going to have a little Google. Right, you carry on. I thought you were going to say have a little look. In elderly women. Elderly women. You, ca- you, you carry on. You carry on. I'm just going <laughs> to. Have a look. <laughs> I was going to uh, ask because of the song as well. Obviously, you have to do uh, a music video that had underwater scenes. And Sean has talked uh, before about the difficulties of uh, having to film underwater because, you know, sometimes you might die. Um, any close calls? Any? Was it just fun? What, what happened there? We did it in oh, our God. mate's flat swimming pool. It's like a bit grim. And it is absolutely filled full of fucking chlorine. Oh my god, my we, eyes I were literally. I couldn't see. I couldn't see for three days afterwards. It was, like, it was so, so painful. painful. Yeah, um, we did it. We did it all about. We did it on my iPhone. iPhone. Yeah, on your iPhone. Wow. What? Yeah. We were like, "How waterproof is this?" And I was just like, "I don't know." <laughs> 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 it's really good. Yeah. It, the iPhone, right? People like don't give it enough credit. Like in terms of like what it can do for those like scenes, it worked perfectly because you know it does shoot quite high res, you know. And so we couldn't afford a proper underwater camera. I think this is the cheapest video we've ever made, by the way. We made it right with basically nothing. Um, yeah, we just used me mate's shitty little fucking pool in Manchester city centre, and yeah, full of chlorine. It was horrible. Apple are great. Please endorse us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the iPhones are fantastic because of all the underwater alien technology that they exactly. use to create them. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Look how far technology has come in the last 50 years since the Roswell Ooh, crash. Weird, that, isn't it? Since it created Strange. that, we've stolen, we've stolen the things from their little, little oh. microchips. Mm-hmm. We've come full circle. I love it. Yes. I love the way we've come full circle. But yeah, go on, Mark, sorry, uh, as we uh, As we start winding down on this conversation um, a little bit, I mean... You seem very, very excited. Well, scared slash excited slash proud of this record. 
But for people checking that out, is there anything in particular that you really hope they kind of take away from it or kind of just uh, feel when listening? I think I've always said I want people to leave feeling exhausted yet full. I think that comes down to the shows as well, which I think is what I want to, would like to tie this in with, I guess, is that we're just really excited to give them a live experience as well that marries up with this record because, you know, we're putting together a show that reflects the journey of it um, that I don't think people will expect from us. It's, you know, it's going to be really cool to see and to look at and to experience. I think that's the thing. We want it to feel like an experience. You want the album to feel like, you know, at the end of it, like, fucking like, Jesus Christ, hot milk, that was a bit much, you know. I'd love them to feel like they, they want more, but also at the same time feel like it served a purpose for them as well because it served a purpose for us. And if they can find the thing in it that we, we felt, then then that we've done our job, really. So, yeah, I just feel like them to feel exhausted yet full. And you, Jim, same or? Yeah, I just, I'm a big fan of, like, listening to albums the way that the artist kind of intends. So like just putting it on and just, you know, putting your headphones on, close your eyes and just kind of like allow the, you know, journey to kind of go in front of you and just kind of, I don't know. I, I really hope people like it. Cause like you said, we are, we are proud of it. And I, I don't, I don't say that lightly because I'm a fucking perfectionist and everything stresses me out, but I'm, I'm, stoked on how this record sounds and you know everyone that worked on it worked really hard and i'm just yeah i'm i'm excited scared what was the other one proud proud yes. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, proud yeah. nice well i'm very excited um <laughs> i cannot wait um i purposely i've stopped um i don't know if we have been sent the link for it but i have purposely i purposely don't listen till released day now because i don't want to be a wanker who will get excited by things and be like I've heard the Hot Milk album you guys are going to love it I just don't want to be one of them twats well you could be one of them twats fuck it but yeah but let us know what you actually think in private you can can say it's twat you can say it's shit like very soupy yeah very soupy in the middle soupy in the middle there mate I want to get some bread I want to get some bread involved a lot of jingling in the background for some reason for the work about (laughs) December the song <laughs> just Anna going and dancing for us a whole song, and it's just fucking percussion all over it. Watch them all uh, turn up to the gig in November with puppets. Now, what a dream! What a fucking oh, dream that would be! I would cry my eyes out. I Come would out to walk off stage. I would be gone. There's loads of hand puppets in the audience. Oh God! Uh, Why don't you sell puppet versions to the two of you? Oh, stop it! Can we do that? Oh, it's the next. Oh, you, where's Mike Keegan? You, here we go. Here's the idea. Here's the idea. Holly, write this down. Can we do puppets? <laughs> oh, puppets for the next video, right? Of you two, then start selling them other gigs, and then you can have giant ones on stage. It, it could be an old thing. You make a fucking fortune off the back of this, and I only want five percent. <laughs> this is only something. This is something that pleases me, but really disturbs Jim. So I don't yeah, feel like cool. it's only that's that's just for me. That I, I have to well, let's, let's do it on a sly. Let's do it on a sly. Han, me and you can do it. When we've hurt our millions, I'll take you on my submarine. How's that? Yeah, oh, that's nice. Yes, please. Yes, please. Thank you. I can't wait. This is when you see me and Sean outside your gigs now, just selling counterfeit puppets. <laughs> if you do that i will piss myself That'd be so <laughs> that would be so good 
I think I'd want to just stay out. I'd stay out there all night with you guys doing a little thing. <laughs> <laughs> Go boof everything. Oh, there we are. We've sorted something out. We've sorted something. But saying all this, I mean, obviously you've got a lot of the tour dates coming up as well and uh, throughout the UK. And then you're going to be doing some massive shows with the Foo Fighters in Australia and uh, stadium shows <laughs> <laughs> next summer. I've, I've just had a phone call. I think we've been kicked off. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Dave's terrified of puppets. He never mentioned it before, but now he's just realized what's going to happen. Shit. Ah, oh, bugger. But uh. yes, thank you for this. Thank you for your time. Um, I fucking love speaking to you guys. This is always the most fun podcast. And um, yeah, thank you very, very much. You are fucking superstars. I cannot wait to hear the record. And good luck with the tour in November because it's fucking massive. Thanks, Thanks, guys. Thanks for having us. Can't wait to see you in my dressing room, stealing my beers. <laughs> hey, stealing Jim's beers, actually doing helping Jim out by drinking the beers so he doesn't it's get true. Them. He doesn't absolutely. Like them. I was going to say we're in Cardiff in a couple of weeks, right? Well, let's on, the, hang out then. on the seventh, we're doing some in stores. So, oh, nice. Well, yeah, we'll come down and I'll um, drink your in store beer. Oof, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yummy. Right, thank, thank you, boys. Thank you very much. I need a wee, so I've got to go for exactly. a Exactly, I need a wee. I've drunk this whole Gatorade. Yes! Woo! That was the mighty Hannah and Jim from the wonderful Hot Milk. Whoa, 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 hang on. Don't forget about jingles. And jingles <sighs> of Hot Milk. Our new yeah. favourite member of Hot Milk, I might add. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the only member of Hot Milk we genuinely like is Jingles, which is a break in Hannah's psyche when she loses her mind and she got a cold hand. She puts on Mr. Jingles and comes to what a fucking what a mad story. I was not expecting the Dave Grohl to meet Jingles. We've got. I hope we have Dave Grohl on because I want to ask him. I will spend. As much of that interview as I can, talking about jingles more than I will talk about Foo Fighters or Nirvana. As I said, I don't think anyone's ever come up to him with a puppet before. Have you got to think at Glastonbury, you know, he was there all weekend playing as many fucking sets as he could. So imagine how many people went up to him, gave him like the sob story or the love, like, oh, I love your band, your music's changed my life, blah, 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 blah. And then. These two come up to him with a puppet. <laughs> Doc Martin shorts and a fucking puppet. Here it comes. <laughs> Bang. Here's fucking jingles. Oh, absolutely it, it just got me thinking, and you're talking about how many sets he did. I wonder how much he got paid. Oh. Like, did he get paid? Oof. Some people he guessed it with, I guess. Uh, it's just a fr- that's a French yeah. thing, isn't it? But yeah, I wonder yeah. if there's any point that he's like, well, I will do it, but I'm going <laughs> to need 60, 60 quid. Because times are hard in the full fight, as you know, maybe, making millions of pounds. Uh, hard, hard life, hard life. But no, Hot Milk's debut album, A Call to the Void. Go and check it out. So happy that they could finally get to this milestone. And they're going to be touring intensely across the UK and Europe in November. And this week, they're actually around the country doing some acoustic shows and signings. I believe there's dates left in London, Birmingham, Cardiff and Newcastle. Hot milk oh. coming to Newcastle. Yes, they are. For, straight from New, Newcastle and Sao Paulo, Brazil, obviously. <laughs> the perfect, the perfect tour dates. But um, yes. speaking of um, dates and tours and 
that world of people going to buy tickets. Um, yeah. A lot of people did buy tickets to one of a, a show that is sold. But make this make sense. Uh, you're a sellout, basically. How's that? Uh, so Cardiff, uh, the Great All on the Blackout Tour is now sold out in your face if you are Welsh and you were open to wait until Christmas to buy a ticket. Ha ha ha. But uh, there's plenty of tickets to Birmingham. So please, if you th- if you were thinking about coming to Cardiff and now you can't because it's absolute chock-a-block sold out, please think about coming to Birmingham. I understand it's two hours away, <laughs> but it's going to be a fucking great night and I'm absolutely... Massive, isn't it? Hey! The Black Ops Tour, February 2024. Let me me try and guess all this right. Manchester, Glasgow, Cardiff. No, Birmingham, then Cardiff, then London. I don't know. I think it might be (laughs) Cardiff. I don't know, but I I should have it in front of me, shouldn't I? I don't know. How many times have I fucking posted this? Like, I haven't remembered. (laughs) It's sucking... Anyway, yeah, but check out theblackoutband.com um, if you're interested. We've got merchandise for sale there, and um, tickets are up and linked via that website, so theblackoutband.com. Cheers, guys. Please come along. Again, um, still sorting support. Been sorting crew this week. So, um Yep, and uh, I've recently found out that in the eight years we've been gone, um, crew were the, somehow the maddest paid people on earth, mm-hmm. right, when it comes to fucking music. Uh, the, the wages have doubled in the eight years, so that's oh, great news. Absolutely great news. Yeah! Yes! I had to go and check the Spotify. I was like, what? Spotify started paying bands equally. Oh, no. They <laughs> no, no, no. People, just want, people who work for bands just want to charge more so they can. Unbelievable. Amazing. Thank you. <laughs> yes. So now I've got to, yeah, I'm looking at a crew and I'm like, can they bring 500 people with them? No, they can't. What are they going to do? Just monitors, is it? For how much? More than I'm getting. Fucking all over the five shows. That's amazing. Thank you for one show. Anyway, so yeah, um, that's all fun. So check out theblackoutband.com. Please buy a ticket because I need to pay the staff. Ah, see, that's the things you don't, you don't hear about in normal day to day I just want to like. play shows with my friends. I don't want to <laughs> be fucking... I don't want to have to fund somebody's family for a year because they're coming out with us for a week. It doesn't make sense to me. Any jobs I can do? What can I? What Fuck can I? right off. No, but look, <laughs> fuck off. I'm not getting anybody else on the gravy train. It's horrible. People come up, I'll do it. Will you? Yeah, how much you want? Fucking more money than I've ever seen. Yeah, of course you fucking do. Guess what? So do I. But I'm not fucking having it. All right, turn. Well, you can't have me in. What? Yeah, so that's mad. That's mad. Yeah. Um, okay, okay. Yeah, musicians need to get in a fucking union and strike because it's fucking... <laughs> how the fuck do you learn to tune a guitar and then you fucking... You're worth more than someone who's bringing 3,000 people to a venue. It doesn't make sense to me, oh. but here we are. Here we are complaining again. Got my band back together. Should be finally <laughs> happy. Um, not because fucking business still exists. Yeah! Uh, misery business. Um, but speaking of happiness, I went to uh, watch the All Elite Wrestling in Wembley Stadium. And I was very, I was very happy with that. Nice. I watched it on YouTube uh, mm. in bed because I was ill. I had uh, the mm. COVID. I had the uh, coronavirus 19, 2019 version. Somehow uh, intense thigh pain. Don't Ooh. know what that's about. Don't know what that's one. about. So that, yeah, that was fun. I felt 
like Roberto Carlos in 1994. <laughs> uh, my, thighs <laughs> my, th- my thighs were fucking huge and tense. Wow. Um, but yeah, so I was real ill, so I'm glad you had a good time. Um, I would like to give a shout out to Kip Sabian, AW wrestler who messaged me like a week before saying that he had a spare ticket for it, but I couldn't go because I was fucking super ill. So thank you very much to Kip. What a great event. And they've announced yeah. they're doing one next year as well. Yeah, coming back already in 2024, which is absolutely insane. But no, it was, it was mad to see 81,000 wrestling fans in the UK holding a, a, a giant venue like that, taking it over. Uh, I had a lot of fun booing and screaming and cheering and shouting, baby, and all this kind of stuff. Um, so yeah, it's just, it's wonderful, wonderful stuff. If you haven't already, go back and listen to last week's episode with AEW wrestler Ruby Soho, who yes. I thought had the best payday because she flew all the way over there to run. She ran out, ran into the ring, took a slap and then walked out. So, yeah. I mean, not, not a bad trip. Not a bad trip. <laughs> it's a hell of a commute for work, really. Isn't it, for I mean, just, work. yeah, it is. It's a hell of a commute, but uh, I'm great though turned up. I did see that. Yeah, I did see that. Um, I, I well, we had Grado on this. This is why I don't understand. I'm friends with Grado, so the fact that he hasn't come on yet is madness to me. So we should really sort that out. I did also see that he didn't... Because if they'd got Madonna for Grado, that would have been fucking class. But yeah. I also understand that um, she's a tight bitch. So... <laughs> like a prayer was probably very, very expensive. They got Metallica for Stingo. Yeah, so, and they had Queen for Soraya. So... Yeah. So, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> nice one, Madonna. <laughs> if, you, if you have any suggestions of people you'd like to hear on this podcast, Not please Madonna. let us know <laughs> at Satin Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Maybe Madonna. I, I don't no. Know. No? Do you, know what? Do you know what? I'm refusing, Anna. <laughs> if, refusing we ever get, if we ever get an email from Madonna's PR company going, oh, what do you do, Madonna? I'll go, fuck off. I'll go, <laughs> yeah, if I can have the rights to like a prey. Oh, any other suggestions? Let us know. And please support this podcast via patreon.com forward slash sapnin if you want to get involved with a bunch of people who also listen to this absolute madness and uh, go to gigs together, go to festivals together, have a good laugh, share memes, um, help each other out in weird and bad circumstances as well. I saw a lot of them um, go into holding absence signings in HMVs across the country. Uh, and all stuff like that is very, very wholesome. So uh, patreon.com forward slash Slapman. If you head to the description of this episode, there's loads of names there that we always thank. But Sean's going to give a mahoosive shout out to the elite members of our Sapman podcast Patreon community. Those are the people in the top tiers. Yes, thank you very much. Kylie Wheeler, Mayumi Leeway, Janelle Castle, Paul Hirschfield, Scarlett Charlton, Tony Michael, Dilly Grimwood, Kelly Owen, Natasha Morris, Nathan Croshaw, Mitch Perry, Emma Barber, Alexandra Pemblant, and Kat Besson, Molly Malloy and James Bowerbank, Nathan White, Jerry Robson, one sock cutter, he cuts socks, two sock cutters, they cut socks, three cut sock cutters, they cut socks. Thank you very much. Murray Grimwood, Amy Dawson, Amy Louise, Stuart McNaught, Ellen Southfield, Stephen Aston, Caroline Robinson, Kate Patak, Louis Cook, Martina McManus, Danny Eaton, Carl Pendlebury, James McNaught, Jenny Munster, Jason Aredia, John and Emma, M. Evans-Roberts, Craig Harris, Evan, Sean Foynes, Emily Perry, Vicky, Kalila Keen, Ollie Amesby, Adam King of the Goss Parcel, Josh, what do you call a typo on a tombstone, a grave mistake, crisp. Thank you very much, Joe January, Kyle David smith and last by no means least, Connor Lewins and family! Ooh. 
we love and appreciate every single person there. All very, around. very much. Everyone, if you're in the group, whatever, help us. If you subscribe to this, listen to this, uh, it just helps us so, so, so much. Next week is episode 250. That is a big deal. So we're very proud and gobsmacked that we've been able to get that far. But if you don't like me and you want me to say some very funny phrases or words or made up names on next episode, um, every 50th episode, I read out the names. So join the Patreon. Yes. um, Make up something funny and I will probably struggle to read it next week. Ah, good. Yes, check it out. Uh, Patreon.com forward slash happening. Um, at happening pod on Twitter, Instagram, and all that. Gimalaki. Right then. Um, let's people, let's let people get on with their weeks then. Is there one? Yeah, yeah. That's enough bollocks. So just yeah, go and enjoy real life bollocks. Um, what am I doing this weekend? Um, oh, I considered going to uh, the new venue in Merthyr Tidville to see um, they're having a new metal night where they got loads of covers bands. Ooh! Um, just because you're wondering, Evanescence <laughs> are playing. It's not Evanescence. <laughs> Corn again, which I'm oh. hoping isn't. I'm hoping it isn't uh, Brian Head Welsh's Christian rock band because that would be awful. No, to go not, and see no, Corn again. No. Who else was it? System of Down. I can't remember what they were called. It's got to be something like Chop Suey UK there is, or something. There is a yeah. Chop Suey band, I think. There you right? go. Yeah, yeah. And of course, last but no means least, uh, there's a Marley Manson tribute. So, oh! oh. <laughs> See you next week, everyone. Love you. Bye. Banana Rama. Banana Rama. Banana. Banana Rama. Banana Rama. Banana. You're listening to Sabling Podcast with Sean Smith and Morgan Richards. Thank you very much for downloading this podcast or streaming it or I don't, I don't know what else you do with podcasts. Um, thank you very much.